Welcome, welcome to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. I'm Nick. I'm Michael. I'm Jennifer. I'm Hamish. And I'm Andre. And Andre, you're a bit too far away from the mic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've got too many people in the studio, so... Yeah. We uh, have five people, but only four microphones. Yeah, so sadly Hamish and Andre have to share a mic. Because <laughs> they're, like, on the end. Mm. Joys. Right, well, what have we all been up to this week? Oh, not all too much. Um, I installed an RGB light strip onto my desk today. Nice. And... Let me just tell you, between that, my RGB light globe, and my computer, there is such thing as too much RGB, <laughs> especially when you set it all to unicorn vomit. Oh, no. <laughs> it's glorious. You're just like, what am I walking into? What, a, twi- a Twilight sketch? Yeah. It's just like, ah! <laughs> It's Ugh. glorious, though. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I also picked up um, Oxygen Not Included yesterday. Ooh, cool. Because I watched Markiplier play it, and I've been wanting it for a while. Uh. <laughs> I was just like... <sighs> Have any luck with it? Because I, I really suck at that game. <laughs> I've gotten a bit through the game. So what it is, it's this kind of a um, sim-ish type game. Oh, yeah. you, you're kind of... Um, you have like little duplicates, like little clone people, that you um, you're like on a meteor going through space for some reason, hmm. and it's just like you have to build a civilization, and mm. um, yeah, I've got some things happening. <laughs> I I haven't died yet, horrifically. Well, that's there, good. There's still plenty of time for that to happen. I think one of the biggest killers in that game was <coughs> um. Uh, earlier on in the early access, which I played, mm. uh, you would just run out of water because you couldn't get enough of it and there oh. wasn't enough in the map. Oh, okay. But the other one, I think, is like a heat death or something like that. <laughs> yeah. From videos I've seen, um, toilet management is like a pain in the backside. Yeah, that's one thing. That's the next project to get up. I, I have some outhouses, but I've got access to actual proper toilets now, so... <laughs> That's next step, but that's a whole nother thing in itself. Mm. I have to figure out how plumbing works. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be fun. And by the time you've mastered that, you've probably forgotten how to do the rest of it. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I, ha- I haven't even thought about, like, there's, like, heaps of different things in it, like heat, pressure, germs, um, airways and stuff like that. And it's just like, I haven't even got to half of it yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, joys. So that's going to be fun when that all starts happening and it's like, oh, yeah, you know that thing that you should have been doing since, like, the start of your playthrough? <laughs> and here it is. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've been up to this week. Uh, How about you guys? Um, well, I've been playing more of The Surge. I played some more Satisfactory today. That was fun. Um Although mostly I've been a bit, um, I've been a bit out of it recently, so I was just sort of watching a lot of YouTube and stuff. Mm. Oh, I also tried to. Um, uh, my cousin asked me, he's like, "Oh, you know, if I have two grand, what sort of gaming laptop should I be getting?" And it's like, <laughs> "Well, first off, you're not going to be getting a gaming laptop. <laughs> For two grand, you can get yourself quite a nice PC." Mm. So sadly, he turned down my offer to build a PC. He's like, "Oh, if I'm not going to get a laptop, then I'll wait until uni's done to oh, okay. you know get something like that." I was like, oh, I could have sold him, you know, 
on hardland tubing. So you uh, no. Done a, a hardland tubing build. <laughs> yes. That's not what you want to be doing for your first, like for a um. Oh, so not like I, your own build. Oh. I wouldn't. Go, I would not go through that for somebody else's build. <laughs> hmm. Stuff that. <laughs> uh Um. Uh, the other stuff that I was doing was um, my dad is a like a I'm not gonna say a diehard Mac fan, but it's like we moved from the US when he was using Windows XP, right? Mm. We moved over here and he bought a Mac, and he's had that Mac for ten years. He's like my uncle. Yeah. Um, but his Mac died the other day, and he sent me on a mission to go and get him quote the biggest and most expensive one that I can get, and. Uh, that it was, was painful. Pa- it was very painful. <laughs> that was very painful. Um, for three and a half grand, you know, when you're getting, you know, eight gigs of RAM. Now, was out- it DDR4 RAM or was it DDR3? It just said eight gigs. They don't oh. provide that level of, like, detail. Like, you don't need to know what's what you're actually buying. So what did you actually get him? Did you have, like, a... I bought him the 27-inch, uh, like, the highest iMac that you could get without going Oh, like, so you pro. got the... Oh, okay. So you Thank got the you. one that's like the all-in-one screen. Yeah, it's thing. one of those ones, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you got him a laptop for some reason. No, that's the... The... Um, um, MacBook line? Yeah. yeah. I get I get the names confused. Yeah. So much Mac and I and that in their lineups. That and they ditched the uh, integrated um, disk drive. So mm. I had to drop... You know, he had to drop an extra hundred bucks to get a external disk drive yeah really yeah where where did you buy that from that was well the thing was is like um mum and dad have bought an external hard uh, disk drive in the past Mm. that um they got cheap and was really crap oh okay doesn't work yeah so i had a choice of a 50 dollar one or a hundred dollar one made by lg i didn't recognize the brand on the other one yeah but the hundred dollar one was lg i'm like i know they make good stuff At least decent quality, and you're gonna get good warranty out I ex- of it. I expect it not to die immediately, because <laughs> you know the the like eBay purchase that Mum had gotten was like a month, and it was packing up. Oh really? Yeah, just you know, cheap Jeez. crap. It was then funny to turn around and look at gaming laptops, <laughs> and you know the Alienware one, which is about the same price as the iMac, and then. An Acer, which is about two grand cheaper with the exact same specs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to love that. Mm. D- did you try and, like, talk to him and say, oh, hey, you can get something better for cheaper? Yeah, see, um, my dad refuses to, like, acknowledge the fact that um, my interest in computers and stuff like that is actually useful in any case. <laughs> so... Asking that sort of question would acknowledge that it's useful. So, mm. what about son, son? I've I've pressed something from some Nigerian prince, and and he, and I've got he's issues not, with the computer thing. He's not that bad. He can spot scams and stuff like that. It's he's just better than my uncles and my grandmother. <laughs> it's just um, uh, like just hardware and stuff like that. He doesn't mm. know anything about it, which is a pain. But I will. Mm. I would have just went turned around to him and said. A, a Mac, <laughs> a, a Mac. Yeah, are you, are you sure about are this? Are you sure? <laughs> mm. I think for some people, it just, especially the old generation, it's hard to get through to them. That you know, it's just so much better to go with Windows for price 
Why is that price anyway? for performance, yes, but some people also take into account the um, the OS mm. and stuff like that, where they can use the OS. Then, like, you know how like we wouldn't be able to use a Mac OS yeah. very efficiently. Yeah. It's like the other way around. Mm. So some people are like that. It's just yeah. yeah but Windows is really easy to learn. Yeah, but you pro- they probably say that the same thing about Mac. Yeah. So like, it, it's not too hard. To be to fair, learn. Mac is very simplistic. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, you know, the display model that they had there powered up and everything like that. I was like, you know, oh, what's the, you know, I wanted to see what the specifications actually were in it. Mm. But Where's I, my couldn't, task I, manager? I couldn't find any of that. I'm just like, I was stood there for like, you know, five minutes. It's like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Sales rep, please, please help. Mm. <sighs> it's, just like, it's just we have a bit of a bias here. I know, right? Anyways, what about you two over there, the silent couple on the corner there? <laughs> well, we are forced to share this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you go first. Um, my time's mostly been taken up with um, uh, the intensive <laughs> schools in uh, uni. I've had very little time for gaming. Yeah, feels bad. Uh, how long have your intensive been going? It seems like you've beaten had it, like, every single day. This break <laughs> not not quite every single day um but it i was in the intensive uh the last time this show was on uh and it only finished yesterday one course eight days what yeah why what the hell they just had a lot of stuff they needed to fit in oh are you are you studying online or no <laughs> <laughs> you that makes it even bastard. worse does, does this course have like um, on the um, on campus lectures and pracs weekly, or is it? It has on campus lac- lectures, but not pracs. Oh, okay. okay. Wh- which class is this again? Um, was it the one where you have to have the digging instruments, or? Ah, uh, yes, it was. What what's it called? <laughs> Um, excavation? No, it's not excavation. <laughs> Imagine that, though. Just a course in es- excavation. You see, what? that's more like TAFE level You stuff. need a college degree for everything. Mm. Mm. TAFE level stuff. <laughs> and 10 years work experience in a field that's only existed for five. Yeah. Fun. To get a job. Yay. Like working in a restaurant. <laughs> need five years experience to use the broom. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm more than five years old. I have used the broom. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the restaurant. Mm. And only that only that one, that one branch. Oh, no, it that has to one. be in any restaurant, but the problem is only Daddy Dearest would allow, it would allow their children to actually work in the store for any period of time mm. because yeah. anyone else costs money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Andre, what have you been playing? Oh, let's look at it. I actually had a computer to work with. So, that was particularly nice for once. Ah, played Frostpunk for a bit, but then I died within a few days. Frostpunk? Yeah, that's a city manager in the middle of a uh, 1800s alternate history uh, mini Ice Age. Okay. Um, You can look it up, Michael, if you like. Yeah, I have actually heard of it before. It's Mm. pretty good. They've just released some new DLC. So... They've added the mechanics. I haven't purchased the DLC yet. I'm planning to wait until they actually release a bit more because the latest one only introduces something revolutionary, a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) But still, it adds a new mission, and it's a pretty good game so far. 
it's just very, very difficult to survive for any long period of time because everyone's dying because they all get sick because they all got colds. <laughs> um, then I've played Hearts of Iron and finally managed to complete a game before the latest update screwed my save, so that was good. Then again, I'm used to only being able to play it on Tuesdays, so <laughs> that was nice. Um, what some other things? Uh, Fallout 4, I, you did some of that too, but I was mo my brother had just got the new uh, replacement for Nexus for Fallout. Uh, for, well, the latest, repla latest replacement of Nexus for mod management. So we, he downloaded a whole load of new mods while I was over here studying, and then I came back and started adding more mods to it and playing the hell out of it. Hmm. That's uh, Vortex, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty good manager, I've got to say. I've downloads faster too. So I've uh, so I've seen Frostpunk a lot. Like Steam keeps on popping it up at me, and I don't know. The screenshots always looked a bit weird. I guess so. It's actually good then. Uh, it's good, bloody complicated. Well, actually, no, it's not complicated. It's just very, very hard. <laughs> From what I've heard, it's morally complicated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you can turn into a full-on uh, theocratic dictatorship, a full-on absolute monarchy. Um, they don't. They haven't really diversified from that sort of moral system just yet. Fun. But they're working on it. Mm. It's pretty good. Uh, just try doing it, when, try getting it when it's on a sale. But don't try it before then, because it may not be to your tastes. I was going to say, with a setting so brutal, like you mentioned, that they're in that sort of mini ice age. Yep. Um, and from what I've seen of it, like it, the game is basically hard choices, the video game. It's worse than that. Uh, basically, every single time you have to get resources, people start getting cold. Hmm. When people start getting cold, they need to go to the tents. What happens is that if you don't have the resources because everyone's sick, you can't build more tents for the medics to work on them. And at some point, all the medics will get sick as well, so they can't heal anyone, which oh leads into a death spiral whereupon your population of 365 people all start dying off until there's only 30 children left who can't work in the factories, unless you want most of them to die in the space of a day. Yeah. Oof. I mean, I, I'm just sort of thinking in that sort of a situation. Um, it's very difficult. Well, I was going to say, um, you mentioned they haven't branched off into other forms of, or options for government. In a situation like that, do you really have the, um, I guess, liberty to have anything but well, massive the thing authoritarianism? Is, the thing is, it's more of the subtlety in which sort of groups, uh, which sort of routes you could go. They only have the option of absolute theocracy or absolute monarchy, whereas uh -huh. you could have something like an absolute dictatorship or a, um, maybe not a democracy, but maybe something close to communism, because that had also come out just... Marxism had just been introduced just before the Ice Age started coming in, so you may have something like that, which is even something that they loosely refer to in one of the missions. Hmm. Okay. More options is never a bad thing, I think. Also, yeah. more technologies, because uh, you sort of run out of things when uh, you've basically done every single technology in the tree about 50 times. Mm -hmm. Then they've also got endless mode, which <coughs> tends to get a bit boring after a while, because they, there is literally no more things to research after a certain point. Hmm. Yeah, but a lot of games are like that. Like, um, as I said, the one that um, I'm playing, Oxygen Not Included, mm -hmm. it has a skill tree, uh, that like a research tree, but that's only finite as yeah, well. Yeah, but so. can you do that in the space of two days? Go uh, through the like, entire tech tree. Like two days in game time or two days 
playing time. Two days playing time. Uh, probably. probably. Yeah. Yeah. How big is your game? Uh, it's not that big. But the yeah. download for it was only like a gigabyte as well. Yeah. Yeah. With, wasn't the, yeah, with Frostpunk, the main thing that I and a lot of people have been interested in is the opportunity to set up colonies. Because you, you um, you've looked at the maps, Michael, um, mm. of the city, how you've got a big furnace in the middle, yeah. and then people living around that. You also have various things that you can set up called outposts. be interesting if they at some point allowed it so that you could start maneuvering people from your main capital into these outposts and start forming little cities or colonies. And then you'd have to be you'd be using the research time to research things or re-research things over in those colonies so that they could set themselves up mm. rather than just having the research option basically go to waste after two days. If that, I mean, you could easily do it in one day, uh, go through all the research. No, OK. <coughs> I don't know. But in that respect, wouldn't they also take the technologies with them? Yeah, except some things would need to be developed. Like uh, you'd need, you'd have certain advantages, like uh, super speeded um, sleds, or maybe um, better efficient coal things. But you'd also need, and maybe workers' doctrines. But you'd need to do various things, like sort of a thing like, all right, we've built tents here. All right, let's build houses now, and then insulated houses after that. So mm. re-research those sorts of things. Um, the things that you sort of expect for people to need to sort of relearn what to do if they're not used to doing that sort of stuff. Okay. Hmm. It just gives gives the actual society something to do after you've reached a certain point because it does get boring after a while mm. outside of the missions because the missions are limited to a certain number of days. Oh, okay. Hmm. Fair enough. Hmm. Well, I think we might go on to a music break <laughs> then, guys. Mm. Sorry, I've just been... I've been reading. I've just discovered some entertaining stuff to talk about for the next segment. Um, but I think we'll end off, we'll cut off there for a bit. You've been listening to Tune FM 106.9 and the Unix Radio Show, and we will be back shortly. 106.9 on the dial, folks. Dial. Dial it in now. 106.9 Tune FM.
by a seashore at the end of day Gazes the horizon where the sea winds in its face Tempest-tossed island, seasons all the same Anchorage and painted and a ship without a
Welcome back to the Unex Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And you said that you found some juicy news, oh, did found, you, Michael? I found all the things. First off, for those um, for those uh, Doom enthusiasts out there, um, there's a new Doom release coming out, which has been leaked by uh, rating people, ra- oh, rating groups. Really? Yeah. So it was leaked in Europe. But they like instantly took it down again because they, they, they put up the rating and then they're like, oh, we weren't really supposed to put this up yet, and then took it down. Mm. A couple months later, they've done the same thing in Australia. They put up the rating and forgot to take it down. Oh, you mean the ESRB rating? Yes. Ah. Um, it's a, uh, a, Doom, a re-release of Doom 64. Oh, I thought it, you were talking about Doom Eternal. No, this is Doom Eternal is like you know known, but this is a this is a what appears to be a re-release of the uh, uh, maybe a re-release and remaster of uh, Doom sixty four. Okay, which was a uh, N sixty four exclusive for a uh, sequel to uh, Doom two. Is so you've got Doom one, Doom two, and Doom three. <laughs> Doom sixty four is the uh, platform exclusive sequel to Doom 2. I was going to say like uh correct me if I'm wrong but wasn't there a Doom 3? Yes, so the, Doom what? 2 has two sequels. <laughs> what? And uh yeah, so uh, one which we like to ignore and the other probably not. Mm. <laughs> um so it's been rated M for horror themes and violence, which mm. is hardly surprising if it's Doom. Yeah. Um listed as a multi-platform game published by Bethesda, so you know Yay. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Uh, so it ought to be interesting to see, um, uh, you know, see how it comes out. And if it's actually like, you know, the actual remaster of that game, it probably won't be as um, impactful as the new yeah. versions of Doom. I'm also sitting there thinking, like, how is it going to, con- like, it's It's going to be control. more... Because, like, you know, with the Nintendo 64 controller, how it's, like, got that Z button? Hmm. Like, how how is that going to work with, like, a normal controller nowadays? Okay. Because, um, has there been a remaster or a re-release of a Nintendo 64 game that wasn't, like, done by by Nintendo? Don't know. Because, like... I feel like the answer to that would probably be no. Because <laughs> I'm just sitting there trying to fig- like think, like, what button would the Z button be mapped to then? <laughs> it's like you're going to have two bumpers, or, like, maybe it's, like, one bumper and one bumper. Like, left is Z and right is the right bumper that was on the Nintendo 64 controller. Mm. Maybe you've got to double-click a button. Maybe. Hmm? Turn out. <laughs> Um, oh, well, we'll see when it comes out. Hey, yeah. in um, in other uh, well, actually, Doom related news, <laughs> um, Bethesda is well known for doing their uh, Nuka Cola uh, rum, their mm. uh, Nuka Dark Rum, Quite which was infamously known. I think infamously known. Was like, it really that bad? Yes, it, it was. It's a debacle. Internet also, historian, check it out. That bad too. Yeah. Um, they're doing a thing. So they're releasing a Doom-branded bone vodka, which is vodka made from bones what? for, you know. What kind of bone? Uh, Hopefully oh. demonic. 
It's <laughs> probably like um, it's um, rabbit and the chicken way- and horse and oh, no, uh, beef actually. Beef. Yeah, uh, uh, cattle. cattle. We brought in the Russian Orthodoxy to prove it was demon. Hmm. It, it's just so, stock. So the way that so the way that it's it is is it's actually bone marrow extracted from beef bones that have been roasted and smoked. So you get you know nice, nice fiery, smoky vodka. <laughs> Why would you smoke bone? I don't know. Because you can. You can just extract the marrow and get a good enough taste. Yeah, well, they've, um, uh, so it says here, uh, the marrow is extracted from beef bones that have been roasted and smoked and is macerated in a neutral grain alcohol, which is then distilled at low temperature in a vacuum still, resulting in a dry, earthy start, an umami and buttery feeling on the tongue, and a finish that is smoky and peppery. Uh, it's what? Fun- there's a lot of stuff about a you know, it, it, it's, no, it's vodka. <laughs> that's what you say is about wine. Yeah. You put all of those weird fancy words in there. <laughs> vodka <laughs> should be just like you drink it, you get drunk. <laughs> well, these are Bethesda execs. It's also <laughs> it's doom. Vodka. You, you, it's also doom. You have to have something you know fiery and smoky. It in should it. be more like this has got the the fires of hell in it. Yeah. Well, this is vodka. Well, vodka to be fair, Russian wine. to be fair, if it winds up being a, such a debacle as the previous alcohol they tried to try, it might ignite some flames. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even a whole war. Mm. As long as it's like more worthy to be made into a Molotov. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, oh yes, and I've also got some uh, great news. We've now got a. Uh, a worthy opponent in terms of um, content streaming. The oh. UK Parliament has a Twitch channel. <laughs> so if you ever get bored with us, you can go and check out them. I mean, because that's what everyone loves. They have their own. They have their own custom <laughs> emotes. But I mean, you you look at some of the um, some of the like usernames that people have. Oh it's no! Like, you know, it's good that they don't do shoutouts or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that could get uh, real dodge real fast. Well, hello, fellow kids. We're all in our 60s, but we're willing to talk with you youngsters. Oh, the, it's it's like it's basically an unofficial stream of them just debating in the House of like Parliament and stuff or like the that. the House of Twitch. Yeah, <laughs> the House of Twitch now. Yeah, to, to be fair, I, I do think that it's like kind of in a, the right step. It like helps... The newer generation get, you know, somewhat exposure to Parliament. They've already been overexposed to the news altogether. It's why the youth's largely disinterested in politics. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, is that if you're taking your political stuff from news, then it will be invariably be wrong because they're all about dramatizing and seeing how far they can stretch yeah, the truth. Yeah, which is also why every last British re- television station and even the radio stations have hmm. lost tons of audience. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you're watching, you know, them in Parliament, you can see how childish they are for yourself. Yeah. yeah. They, they already know how childish they are because these politicians hold meetings in the public. Hmm. Yeah. But I just think that it's, it does help with... Um, public exposure and showing like the inside of it rather than seeing it all after the fact. Uh. Also it might be a little bit of a step towards, you know, transparency to the public. Yeah. That's what I was trying to go towards. Would have been but. nice if they had that a few years ago. Mm. <laughs> I mean maybe, but like I I think in this case it's 
It is like a sort of a, a mix, but I don't know if it's a good mix. I mm. feel like it's a probably an inappropriate medium for oh yeah yeah just broadcasting what's I mean, happening in I government mean, on. Don't they normally broadcast it on TV as well? Mm. Yes. So like I think this this is just the get towards like the younger audience yeah, type thing. Tw- <laughs> I, I swear. My grandson. <laughs> Listen, he watched PewDiePie if, if, if on anyone, Twitch. If anyone from Idiot. the UK Parliament is listening now, <laughs> just having a fortnight, just have a fortnight stream also attached to it, and you'll be fine. <laughs> if Boris just hops on, boots up his fortnight, oh. you'll be good. You'll be gold. And <laughs> then make sure that he gets sniped by Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> last, uh, last survivor. Oh. I have to <laughs> oh. UK I'm Parliament f- Battle Royale. Well, there'd be oh. a flame war because then the public would have to get involved. <laughs> no, just private service. Oh, that'd be glorious. Oh, wow. Well, Pewds is a British citizen now. Or he's <laughs> over there, so he could probably participate. Oh, that'd be terrible. Yes, but entertaining. Mm. Mm. I mean, to be fair, they're copying uh, the American politician Bernie Sanders, and if there's a politician you probably shouldn't really be copying, it's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's just this, you know, old daughter. He's just like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore, but whatever. Does it, uh, speaking of American, American politicians, doesn't AOC also have a Twitch stream? I don't know. Who's AOC? Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That's the one. Okay. I wouldn't know. Who came up with the Green New Deal, which banned cattle? (laughs) (laughs) Banned cattle, cars, and wanted to create an underground uh, train system uh, through the Atlantic Ocean. Sure. Oh, so nothing too radical. (laughs) (laughs) And outlaw any fossil fuel usage and uranium usage. How are you going to run your train? Solar. Yes. (laughs) When it's it's under the ocean. Yes. More solar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um,. Uh, someone has discovered a great <coughs> a great um, way to play the new WoW Classic because mm. you know there's people who just cannot get enough of it. Steam Link, download Steam Link onto your phone, have it running on your PC, but play it on your phone always on the go. So you know just power leveling a character by playing it on your phone literally everywhere. Jeez, it's like you know Pokemon Go, but WoW. <laughs> It's like, wow. I know, right? You know what would be even better for the fans? If Blizzard simply brought out the original version of WoW and made it as a separate game, they'd still buy it. They just want the old experience. That's what they did. That's what WoW Classic. No, they brought in a new patch so that you can switch between the two. But it's not the old classic. It's still remodeled with the new engine. Oh, yeah. I I do know that about that sort of thing, how they'll, you know... There'll be updates that weren't popular, but you don't, you can't go back behind, you know, past yeah, those updates because they're integrated into the engine. And even the modern one still uses <laughs> still uses the uh, looks and the lighting of the modern era compared to the old one. Hmm. So it's never going to be true classic. If they want to have a true classic, they should simply copy the original files of the game. And because they can't integrate it into the new one because there's been an engine change, simply set it up as a new one. They'd make a ton of money anyway because people want to play it. They yeah. are making a ton they of money. They are making a ton yeah, of money. Yeah, but they could make even more money because <laughs> lots of the players want to play classical WoW. Well, they... As in truly original WoW, not, oh, it looks so retro. <laughs> well, they did wind back to I think they more wanted all of the... Um, 
the world to be how it was or the mechanics to be how it was. But they haven't changed all the mechanics. They've they've only been able to do it to a certain point because the game engine's been changed so much. Uh, particularly after, I think it was the one after the Rise of the Lich King or, or no, Wrath of the Lich King after that. That's when they had severe changes to the engine whereupon most of the gameplay couldn't be reverted to the old one without having to create a new game. Because the engine just wouldn't be compatible with the original version of WoW. Um, when was Burning Crusade? Was that after or before? After, I believe. Okay. And that's when a lot of people started to get quite disinterested. And then the one with the pandas was the <laughs> one. Where, yeah, my brother was loving that. Oh, I get to play as a panda now. Sure, as you do. Yeah, mm. but aside from that, most of the fandom didn't approve. Well, WoW Classic has been going really well. No, WoW Classic is a different thing, but I mean, well, that's because you've got a lot of people who are feeling nostalgic and they think, oh, it looks slightly like WoW Classical. <gasps> oh, brilliant, I'm going to have to play it now. But hmm. in time, you'll probably see quite a lot of people complaining, it's still not WoW. I want to play the original version. So what they should do is have WoW Classic in the current one and then simply have it so that they transport the ul- the original version of the game onto a new game file which they can sell out literally the, sell out anyway one anyway. of the one of the other issues that they might have and yeah. that might have prompted the swap to a new engine yeah. is that it might not run on modern architecture yeah mm. that's another problem particularly just, uh, windows was a big issue cuz it came out in like what 2003 no, I think it was before that. Hmm. Because no, I think 2001, that was it. I th- yeah, I think the the patch that they based WoW Classic on was the 2004 patch. So, yeah, like, imagine that's what XP mm. at this point, like... Yeah, that's so, definitely XP. Yeah. So, like, imagine trying to run a game that was built for XP yeah, on your modern stuff that's now. That's the thing. That's what the fans want. What they could do is work on trying to make a compatible version with the modern engine, with modern computers, I and simply like sell it as a separate game. The, the gamers know it's going to be expensive. So if they get to play an original one, they'll be fine to pay extra money for it as long as they get to play their special version, then they'll get rid of all the people complaining because they get we get the modern one, which is constantly updated. We get the classical one, which is basically a stasis lock and the nostalgia. And we get the original one, which is virtually unplayable. But we still have it. I feel like that no company will do that simply because, you know, working to make it compatible with today's systems would just be... Also, the other issue is is that, you know, that opens themselves up to be liable for actually, you know, all the stuff that running an ancient game like that would, you know, impose on the players. And that's probably just something that they don't want to try and pick up. That's the rabbit hole they decide to go into when they decide to bring up Warcraft uh, um, Classic, which is not the original version of the game. You'll have the purity spiral at some point, because after a certain period of time, people will go, this isn't original enough. I need to have it original. But no. they can't do it because the engine can't go further back, otherwise you'll have problems. Well, we'll see. we'll see what what it's like because yeah. from what I've seen it's been fairly popular so yeah. far mm. I don't really pla- play WoW anyway my brother does but mm. I don't really have the time anyway uh, yeah, well going from going from one you know <laughs> massive time sink game to another are you guys familiar with 
Eve. Eve Online? Yes. I, I've heard of it, but I've never played it. Yeah. Same. My brother does. So Eve Online is is such a difficult game to get into that uh, six hundred there were 600,000 new players last year. Mm. 10% of them continued playing after seven days. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. They lose 90% of their of their new players in in you know within a week of them that's arriving. Terrible. That's terrible. So, most MMOs are like. It's so um yeah, that's because it's so dense and everything's so like like properly hardcore in it. Cause if you if you get your ship blown up, that's it. Everything in it is gone. Okay. So people can lose, you know, thousands of dollars in real world money because their ship got blown up. Oh, that's not cool. Um, well, see here's the thing. Eve Online is now having um is now implementing grief counseling for people who lose their ships. <laughs> what are they, Tumblr? I don't know. <laughs> but, like, for one thing, it's silly to have grief counseling for a video game. The second thing, if your video game is that rough that it necessitates that sort of thing, why? <laughs> why they, does that They exist? should probably have budget counseling. Uh. Well, I was, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but um, um, if you have some like, if you have to pay real world money for like, I, I assume it's a starship. Hmm. Um, you should get a blueprint for it, not be like this is the thing. Like this one ship that can be blown up hmm. is the thing that you bought. It should be I brought this blueprint. Now I can make it. And yeah. the first one should come with all, like, it should come with the materials that you need to make it. Yeah. Because that way, if it blows up, you just haven't lost, like, $300. I feel STC. like people shouldn't be dropping too much money into video games anyway. They're, at the end of the day, they're still just games. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, I get, you know, one-off purchases, bam, game's yours. But for those, you know, that, you know, require continual investment. Mm, games as a service models. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Which is what WoW is, isn't it? You have yeah. to pay a subscription to play that game. It's tw- uh, 16 bucks every week, uh, every month. No, uh, do you need to? I believe uh, you mm-hmm. can do the... Isn't there a base version or is that only with other games? Oh, there's a free version, but you can only go up to level 20, yeah. I believe, which is like basic tier stuff Mm. with WoW. Michael, whilst we're on the thing of MMOs, uh, roughly that sort of thing, look up uh, Eternal Crusader because that's a Warhammer game that uh, I know people were still playing last year. I'm not too sure how healthy the fandom is for that. Mm. But, uh, yeah, with that one, you had a bit more than WoW. You could actually play as an entire race. Problem was you were limited to playing only as the Orcs. (laughs) whose main tactic is to run around and basically clobber someone to death. Mm. I mean, that doesn't sound like a bad tactic. <laughs> yeah, we're um, reversing against heavy machine guns. <laughs> okay. Well, I just, fun. I just uh, looked it up on Steam Charts, and it has a uh, 151 players as its 24-hour peak with uh, 16, like, 40, playing 40 minutes ago when the last the poll yeah. 16 players Jeez. playing an That's MMO. That's not even enough to fill an entire game. Yeah. That's not enough for a raid. Yeah. Well, understand, you have two teams, and you need to have, I, I believe it goes up to 24, maybe 30 players on each one. Mm. Uh, 
uh, between the two. Yeah. Mm. So they don't even have enough people to play a full game because you're running around with tanks, heavy artillery. Uh, I think that maybe or maybe not they have some form of vehicles. I believe they also have turrets. They also have a version of the game where you can fight against uh, Tyranids. But that's a, that's where you, you guys are playing as the warriors and having to survive against the AI bots. Mm. Hmm. It sounds like that game's fairly dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, a little to bit. be fair, if an M- like, I wonder how far, how low an MMO drops before they just say it's, it's dead. Because, you know, MMO, the first M is massively, yeah. massively multiplayer online. Mm. Well, there, like, was, there was a Warhammer Fantasy one that was released, I think, 2007. I actually had the disc box for that because uh, when we got it, it had just been declared. Hmm. The problem was there was lots and lots of people playing it. The issue was there were so many issues with the engine that it became too expensive for the actual people running this thing, uh, the actual MMO, to uh, meet deadlines. So they had to dissolve the company a few months or... No, it was about a year or so after they launched it. Hmm. So they had the fandom, they had the money coming in. The problem was they didn't have enough money on hand at that point in time in order to actually pay for half of the stuff that they had to make amendments to and maintain it. Mm. And, of course, as soon as that died, well, people were pretty furious with them, so even more money got pulled out, and, uh, yeah, the entire company had to dissolve. Yeah, well, that kind of happens with video games and stuff yeah. you see companies kind of rise and then fall so mm. you know yeah I be- yeah I believe uh, who's the guy on YouTube that does rise and fall of some no no that's another guy who does rise and fall I was meaning about um, death of a game or something no idea uh, nerdos or something uh, there's another guy who also does it but um yeah, they um, they cover various um, downfalls of massive multiplayers. Mm. Okay. And it's ironic how um, basically the only one that survived this entire time is WoW. Almost all the others die within the space of a year, if that. No, there are plenty that are there. How what? many of them are... Well, how many of the surviving ones are Asian in origin? I mean, Black Desert <coughs> is set in, I think, either China or Korea. No idea. I know Final Fantasy still goes strong. Yeah, but Final Fantasy is um, Japanese. Mm, um, there's that EVE Online. Yeah, but um, isn't that crowdfunder? No idea. Have absolutely zero idea. I know there's another crowdfunder which also does what sounds like EVE, where they but they've constantly been delaying the game more and more. Oh, yeah, Star Citizen. Yeah, that was it. Hmm. Uh, they release all these brand new ships for thousands of dollars. But the problem is, every third or fifth update, the game's engine changes, so you have so you can't use those old ships anymore. So the game's not out. Ones. I yeah. know it's not out, but that, uh, you can still you can buy oh. you can already buy ships to play in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But like the game's not physically out. I yet. know. Yeah. So they simply declare after a period of time that the engine's changed and you can't use these old uh, ships anymore, so you have to purchase new ones. You well, have to be mad. Yes, that, that. that's what everyone's been saying. They're completely insane. Well, the thing is, is that you and have to be still elig- making money. Well, no, you'd have to be eligible for a refund at that. Because no, because it's crowdfunder. It's crowdfunding. 
Are we sure that they're actually making a game anymore, or are they just the joke? Like, the joke is the crowdfunder uh, for all. You've well. watched Razor Fist, right? He, he made uh, a f- quite a few complaints about it because the entire thing's basically a Ponzi scheme. The people doing the animation are all part of the same family. Hmm. Yeah. So he previously made a game back in the, I think it was the mid '90s, and he hasn't released a game since. <laughs> So then he did, I think, 2011, 2012, he started it up, and it was supposed to be released around 2016. Then it got delayed a year, then it got delayed a year, then it got delayed a year, and now it's delayed yet another year. Oof. And you still have people purchasing these bloody ships and having to repurchase them after a while because the engine has been declared to be changed. Hmm. Yeah, I think I, it, I was wrong... Well, it wasn't the producers that I was saying would have to be mad for this to work. It's the people. It's it's the consumers, it. yeah. Like you know, hate hate the um, don't hate the player, hate the game sort of thing. But <laughs> yeah, I feel at some point you have to acknowledge that you know you're just fueling it. Yeah, yeah. And the main issue with the game is that the uh, guy in charge of it is also the writer, the director, and the producer of the bloody thing. So, you've had this guy who is obsessed with creating the world's best MMO in space. And he's a perfectionist worse than George Lucas. So, what does he do? He's got all the money in the world. All right, let's do, let's divert more more money into uh, expanding the world. Uh, Well, we have to push back the uh, release date. Uh, We need more money. all right, half the teams, you make some more ships because for some reason people buy this stuff. And, of course, that happens. Oh, we've got even more money. Oh, well, this little world here needs to have its entire universe rewritten. I need to make it the most perfect thing in all of creation. Ends up being basically Tatooine, but still. And then, of course, well, well we've run out of money again. More ships. And... By the time that they finally get around to going on to uh, next year, oh, this latest update has come for this game engine. <gasps> I have to have it. I have to have it. All right. Uh, there may be a slight problem with everyone's ship no longer having to be used, and most of the planets need to be re-rendered in this entire system. All right, more money. All right, Ooh. where do we get it from? <laughs> so you've had this constant cycle and cycle and cycle and cycle. And One of my favourite quotes from um, Albert Einstein yeah. is that there are two things that he believes are infinite. Um, one of them is the universe and the other one is human stupidity and he's not so <laughs> sure about the universe. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, on that um, bombshell, <laughs> as it were, we should probably have a music break before it, you know, ticks over to seven. Mm. We like having more than two in an hour, but I don't think we're going to get that. Mm. Um, anyways, you've been listening to Tune FM 106.9 and the Unix Radio Show, and we will be back after the break. Do you remember when you were seven and the only thing that you wanted to do was show your mom that you could play the piano ten years have passed and the one thing that will last is that same old song that we played alone See you. 
Welcome back to the Unex Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And uh, you were saying in the break that uh, Steam is getting a new look. Yeah, so if you haven't noticed with the Steam notifications, um, they're actually releasing a open beta of their new uh, like library, basically. The library is getting completely overhauled with new ways of sorting games and showing everything and stuff like that um would be an easy way to describe it have you looked at the library on epic have you seen epic's Mm, library basically it's just like tiles with images of games yeah like that's the way you can have it you can have it more like compact lists and things like that yeah um another thing is like for instance um that I noticed was, uh, you know, on Steam right now, you've got your list, your library list on the left. Yeah. You can actually, um, uh, one of the new things in this is that that list will also have like a little game icon next to the game. You can put that in already. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's like you right click on something and just go icons. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I saw that's what I saw in the screenshot of their new thing, and it looked different to what my library looked like. So <laughs> one thing I really want them to add in with this uh, with this new version of it is the a better version of switching between patches, because uh, with the current model, it's 
particularly difficult to navigate to where the hell they actually put the uh, patch system for each of the games because with some of them they're actually in different sections. Mm. Yeah, particularly if they're an older game. Seeing patch notes it would be a bit would be nice if that was made easy. Because Hoi 4 and Stellaris are particularly difficult to switch patches because you should be able to, but for some reason you I can't see how you're meant to. Because I go through the areas where it's normally put and it's blank. I know um I know if you Actually, is that a thing that they have said that in Stellaris that you can... Like, is it an, it's an official All feature? All Paradox games were previously able to. Like, you could even do it with... You can still do it with Crusader Kings in Europa. Oh, well, it might be that um, they just want to keep everyone on the same patch because I know another game that I've got where it's like you just have to swap around versions just for modding. Mm. Um... But, that, uh, but there's so many changes between Stellaris patches. Yeah, that so, is true. I mean, the old way of doing systems may not be to... Uh, colonizing systems may not be to everyone's prefer preference, but it's still a nice thing to have as an option because quite a lot of mods that are out there are only fit for that sort of... Um, that patch era. And uh, there's also quite a lot of games... Uh, quite a lot of mods like uh, ship ones that you can still do to a certain degree as long as you don't get certain ships because they just didn't exist in that version of the game. So it'd be nice to have the option of switching back to an old patch. Well, that's not a, that's not so much a that's not so much a Steam thing. That's because um, I do actually have a game, mm. um, Sins <coughs> of a Solar Empire, where you just swap between different versions. It's really easy. Yeah. Hell, I think once you've gotten all the different versions downloaded, you don't even have to re-download them. Oh, okay. It just runs with that patch. With that patch. Well, with um, with uh, what's it called? Um, Victoria Two Crusader Kings, and there was another one, but I can't remember it. It downloaded all the previous patches before you even got the game, so you can switch between all of them. Yeah, well, that's a uh, that's a developer thing, though. That's not mm. Steam, because mm. you know you look at. You look at a game like uh, Minecraft, for instance, where you can literally go back to, like, original releases mm. in version, and then you look at something like, um, I don't know, I'll just use XCOM. You, you play XCOM. You cannot at all change what version you're playing on because it's just you will play on this version. So it's... You know what? I've never seen a game where it's like, uh, other than Minecraft, where it's like, oh... You can play on an older version. Well, it's like, like um, so with uh, with Sins of a Solar Empire, they like the the dev company was like, right, we're not going to do this. We're not going to deal with this game anymore. But we're going to have like a couple devs who just go through the forums and chat with the big mod makers, and it's like, hey, mod maker, what's like your dream thing that you would like us to on the background fix to allow modding easier? So it's like from version one point nine. Uh, there's been five versions after that, so you've got 1.9, point uh, nine one nine two to nine five. Yeah, and those are all just like backend changes for the modders. Okay, it's like one guy wanted the planets to work differently so that he could, you know, uh, do a Star Trek mod or a Star Wars mod or something like that. That really made them different. Yeah, but that was hard coded before. It's like okay, cool. It's not hard coded anymore. You can change it. Well, I know that you particularly like uh, Empire at War. Hmm. Um, well, I know that, surprisingly for Disney, because they screw up everything else, they actually were the ones that uh, allowed, um, they actually gave that go-ahead in a minor patch that allowed uh, modders to more easily mod um, 
what is it, uh, Empire at War. So that's why you've had greater conversions and better looking conversions, particularly mm. in the last two years. It's nice when a de- when a developer asks like, what you know, what would be nice for you guys to have? Because mm. we can work on everything. We don't Especially care. since they sold it all off to EA for everything else. Yeah. But um, yeah, a particularly good mod is uh, Thrawn's Revenge, which is about to get an update in October. Yeah. So. Oh, it's fun whenever you go. Whenever I go to ModDB and I see all these mods that I haven't played with in a while, it's like, oh my gosh, oh, well, there's been updates. Well, with Empire <laughs> at War, you can simply do it through Steam Workshop because it just readily does it, and then you can switch them in the mod section. Well, it's game. not just it's not just Empire at War. It's um, it's other games as well that I've I've modded like up the wazoo, but like haven't touched in a while. Then yeah. I'll come back and find out that there's you know new things. Yeah, like there was a patch for Victoria 2, which is very old. And that caused a massive disaster for pretty much all the modders because, yeah, it was a small patch, but it caused all the games to crash. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, and that that came out of nowhere. I think that happened two years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll, ha- that'll just happen when, you know, that's the cost that you have to accept when it comes to modding because they're not... But Paradox is reliant upon modders in order to actually make most of their games playable at this point. So's Bethesda. So's Bethesda. So's, you know, Minecraft in a way. And yet, you know, when they release a new version, everything breaks. Though, well, there's one thing that's much better about Paradox compared to Bethesda. They don't sue their own modders. Eh, well, I guess. (laughs) Well, they haven't yet. (laughs) Well, it depends on the um, it depends on the projects that the modders are trying to do. Like, well, you've never had a case like that for um, for the paradox because what usually happens is that they take influence from the modders and then implement it in the game later, and then they, I don't think they acknowledge them, but it's largely just all right. We noticed that you fans like this, so here's a free patch that adds it in for everyone. Here's a um, here's an interesting thing of a. Uh, of that I discovered recently of a feature in a game that is actually being turned into a mod instead. Mm-hmm. Are you guys familiar with the game Factorio? Uh, I've I've seen it. Yes. I haven't really played it all too much. Yeah. So um, Factorio is a factory building game, top down, you know, 2D. Um, it has a feature in it called uh, Blueprints where basically it's like a massive copy-paste. Mm. So you can copy and paste your factory and move it around and do stuff like that. It's really good if you build like a tileable like system. Mm. So instead of you know spending hours drawing it all out repeatedly, you can just go copy-paste, bang, 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 oh, bang, bang. Yeah. yeah. Um, it also has a feature called Blueprint Export and Import, mm. where you can hit export on a, one of your copied blueprints and it will give you a text string that you can just send to people. Yeah. And they can copy that into their game and use that blueprint. And the developers are like, one of the issues we have is we come out with a new feature, right, of you know nuclear reactors or artillery guns and stuff like that. And pretty much immediately on patch launch, there's people in their forums asking for blueprints for it. Mm. They don't want to build the factory themselves. They just want someone to give it to them so they can smack it down. Mm. And the devs are like, this doesn't really fit how we think we would, you know, this game is intended to be played. Because, you know, almost the point of those factory building games is... To build the factory? To build the factory and refine it and make it more efficient and everything else like that, you know. 
or create an absolute mess like <laughs> most of my ones wind up. I can understand um, blueprints in games with uh, some building aspects like uh, Fallout 4. Mm. A lot of there are a few mods where you can get quite, settlement. Quite a lot of mods mm. where you can get uh, settlement blueprints. Mm-hmm. So someone else who has, I guess, actual taste when it comes to interior design um, <laughs> can build a, a fortress or a trading post or something pretty cool. Something and cool that would be difficult to do on your own. Mm. Uh, it, is, uh, it is funny that uh, in order to get a decent bed in the game, you had to get one of the most expensive of the DLCs. And you w- couldn't get beds like it in mods because, of course, they couldn't because, uh, well, Bethesda gets a bit... Uh, uh, happy with the um, sue button if you get a bit too close to infringing on them. I've seen a pretty good uh, modded bed actually, mm-hmm. um, but as as I was saying, like I can understand um, the option of being able to have a blueprint in a game like that mm. um, because base building might not be everyone's cup of tea. Mm. Yeah, um, and it's something that um, it's not part of the main cycle of the game either. Well, it depends on how you see the, uh, the the junk build, the junk grabbing aspect of Fallout 4, but mm. it's something that isn't the whole game. Yeah. Whereas, isn't Factorio... Factorio, sub- is, that is the game. Yeah. It's like, if I wanted to... <clears throat> so, they, like... Factorio can take, like, you know, 100 hours if you really, really took your time and, you know, grinded out and worked everything out to get, like, the perfect factory up and going and doing all the stuff. Or... If I had a map which was conducive to it, I could spend 10 minutes using blueprint exports to just slap down a perfect factory. Done. Mm. Game over. I've completed the game. (laughs) So um, the developers have actually said one of the things that they're considering doing is actually removing the blueprint import-export feature from the game itself, Mm. but actually packaging it as a mod that you have to subscribe to. Oh, okay. Uh, Basically to... Basically to say that um, this isn't an intended feature. We don't think it should be played like this, mm. but you can if you want to, because, you know, it's a mod. That's what mods are. You can if you want to. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the entire purpose is base building, I don't see much purpose in having someone else build it for you. What, mm. What's the point? Do you, is it like an ant farm? You just look at it? <laughs> like, I, 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 like people like looking at watches and highly detailed mechanics. Mm. You're know, looking at something else, a well-oiled machine that someone else has built. I guess you could make the same argument here, but, but it still it, boggles the y- mind a little bit. Yeah, you are spending like 20 US dollars, was it? Uh, I think something like that. Like, yeah. And... Um, yeah, so it's supposed to be like a, um, you get your, uh, like, you plonk down in a place and you just set up a shop and, you know, just slowly build up type thing over the course of the game. This game has gotten a hell of a lot more expensive than why I bought it. Yeah. I did not, I do not remember dropping 42 Australian bucks on it. Ooh. Ooh. So that's like 30 US, isn't it? Yeah, 30 it? US. Yeah, I, re- I remember. I remember seeing twenty US before yeah, the um, before Steam started showing Australian numbers. Yeah, yeah. Oof. So, yeah. Um. Uh, the one thing that I have used a blueprint for in Factorio was uh, Factorio has a system kind of like Redstone and Noteblocks in Minecraft. Yeah. So I got a blueprint which makes a um, 
a massive big note block system which played Megalovania. <laughs> <laughs> okay, something like that I can understand getting a blueprint for. Because mm-hmm. somebody's, some legend has already done that. Yep. Oh, there's so much stuff in it. But the best part is that you can set up the uh, speakers which produce it to be a server-wide broadcast. <laughs> So just, you know, randomly you'll be pottering around doing your own thing and then wham, Megalovania starts playing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that ties back to what I said earlier about um, a well-oiled machine. Mm. There are some things where, like, it's enough of of an achievement that you'd like to just bask in it a little bit. Yeah. And then, like, share it with other people Mm. as well. Mm. Plus, I feel like if if it's uh, server-wide, it could be a pretty good server weapon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Imagine how much space that would take up, though. Oh, it's 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 actually huge. The best part is, though, is that it's also it's not just a note block system. It's also got a built-in audio visualizer. That, what? That, yeah. So because it's a top-down view, you've got um, uh, light lamps for when it goes to nighttime. Hmm. Those can be controlled by the wire by the redstone system, and um, colored. And if they're individually addressable, this guy built a Megalovania machine, which also has an audio visualizer built into it. And it is cool. Oh, I've seen um, Christmas lights done to Christmas carols, and that was spectacular. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like in real life? Yeah, real life. This was um, in my hometown, one of the streets that has, you know... Big lights on one end. We went to the other end. We're like, hot damn, this guy's got like music playing through a radio station and everything. Oh, so wow. people can sit in their cars listening to the music and watching the light show. <laughs> I saw, I saw um, an LTT video that I was watching before we came up, which was the most glorious product I have ever seen. Uh, do you guys know those like silly like talking fish yeah. things? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen one of those in years. Yeah. Okay. So this is the modern version of it. It's a talking fish synced with Alexa. <laughs> so its mouth is synced with Alexa. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so good. It's like Alexa, you didn't know, should be a talking fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Still doesn't justify allowing that into your house, though. I know. Oh. But uh, the, the reviewer was just like, this is like sometimes you just get a product where it's like the single greatest thing you have ever seen and you didn't realize you needed it until now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. The Alexa talking fish. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Oh god. It's not even that late, jeez. I know, right? <laughs> it was like we were we were out at a friend's place on Saturday and everyone was dead and we looked at the time, it was like eight thirty. It was like, what is wrong with us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it was just terrible. Anyway, we might go to a music break. So uh, this has been the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, and we will be back.
Welcome back to the Unex Radio Show on ChinFM 106.9. And have you seen what Nintendo has done during the last week? I mean, uh, what now? Uh, <laughs> well, okay. So, you know, everyone, everyone's favorite uh, Wii... Peripheral. Peripheral. The Wii Fitness Board thing. Whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they've topped it. They've got a thing. It's um it's so bad. Okay. So um I guess the best way to describe it is like you like one of those like weird home exercise things that you can it's a ring, right? But you can squeeze it, you can pull it, you can shake the crap out of it like most of the ad Bob had it. them doing. 
this right. thing is literally a flexible ring. Yes. Oh, and a, uh, oh. a thigh strap to attach a Joy-Con to your leg for, you know, reasons. I think that's to record your legs actually moving. So but, if but, you're doing running and stuff, it records that. What, what about in Wii Fitness where you had you, you did the jog thing, but you could just wave it up and down? And <laughs> <laughs> but my, but, but Michael, it is clearly not a ring. It is a whale. <laughs> oh, God. It's even got these special things on it that allow us to do but archery. I don't, um, I don't get, like... Okay, so the reveal does not show any game yeah. at all tied to it. So, um, with it as well, you put one Joy-Con in the, we- uh, the bloody ring thing, and you put one in, like, the thigh strap, and I'm, it shows no games with it, in the promotional trailer, though, I think there's a new trailer coming out on the 12th. I think it said at the end of that video that we were just watching. And, yeah, it shows no games at all, so there's no software to back this thing up. Just yeah. a as lot of, of people shaking this weird <laughs> ring thing. It Next looks minute. like a bunch of toddlers who are in kindergarten with a wheel. <laughs> Next minute, it's actually the new way to play Smash Ultimate. <laughs> 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 to be fair, if that was the case, I was like, I want all of them. Actually, you might. I could see you actually being able to play um, Mario Kart. Yes, on because it. Because they've got the thing on your leg, which would wa- work as your um, accelerator. Yeah, yeah. Your Maybe I could see that working. The but steering, the, the wheel free. would be good for steering. Yeah, but, but you, you just need, to need buttons. Devices. One of the Nintendos, you could get like this little wheel. So instead of you know moving the controller, you could just you know move the wheel. That's yeah. That, that, but that's what they had with the Wii. They have to upstage it. They actually have them with the Switch as well. That okay. little wee- wheel thing. I don't know if it has a little back button that the Wii had, but they have the little wheel thing. Do you, do you remember yeah. the lightsaber thing that they had for the well sword in general for the uh. Wii? No. They, they brought it out with the Force Unleashed, but it was compatible with lots of other sword games. No. Nintendo is king of gimmicks, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they're they constantly trying to do that to see what sticks and what doesn't. Mm. Very little does. <laughs> yes. I mean, they've been doing it since, like, ages back. Arguably, um, the motion gaming of the Wii was a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, originally they made Rob. Wasn't that, wasn't that taken from the PlayStation, though? Because I remember the PlayStation of the first version of um, motion capture. Oh, the, so you mean the iToy? Yeah, that, yeah. that was just a camera, though. Yeah, but, but because that came out and that was a gimmick, Nintendo went, oh, this is the latest thing, we've got to upstage it. But then the um, Kinect came out as well yeah. before the Wii came yeah. out, I'm pretty sure. I'm just going to say I just Googled the Wii Light Sword attachment. That thing looks weird. It does. It, it doesn't Let look... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's literally like a lightsaber that you put a Wii remote into the yeah, handle. But it's, but it's, it's actually good when you're trying to do something for a sword because otherwise you get the proportions wrong. I think this is a good example of Poor idea, poorer execution. <laughs> the, the worst aspect was when you were trying, because you also had to plug in the the um, was it nunchuck or yeah, whatever. yeah, it couldn't plug in properly. <laughs> ah. So that that was just bloody hilarious every time you tried doing it. Oh, so just sorry. getting out of the way. It's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this ring thing is a. 
It's a bit thing. Well, okay. So I'm just going to say Nintendo's fitness range of things have never been good. But then again, it means that some kid can say, hey, mom, we should get a fit, uh, a switch. You can do, you know, fitness stuff on yeah. it. Yeah. You can have this ring thing that does <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yes, and she plays it for maybe five days and goes, Timmy, dear, you could go back to your thing. I'm going to go off to do golfing in life. <laughs> to be fair, it's like if you're looking for an actual, like, game that's, you know, also kind of a workout, if you just, you know, play... Um, Beat Saber or something. Oh, yeah. Really get into that. Yeah, but <laughs> that's a bit costier than this thing. Yeah. I, I would say that that's what, like 500 bucks for the Wii, uh, sorry, the Switch and that thing, yeah. whereas a Vive setup is like three grand. Do you remember when grand. you were using the Wii remotes and if you were doing sword fight, if you did it too quickly, it would actually disconnect? Cheers. <laughs> 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 So try doing the Wii Sports Resort or whatever, and you do the sword thing, and you're versing something like 70 enemies that are all charging at you. Hmm. And if you swing too fast in order to block them, the thing disconnects, so you get pummeled. <laughs> well, I mean, welcome to actual combat, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 as in, in normal combat, you can simply block. In this thing, it simply goes... And then the remote stops working and it blinks on the screen and then it reactivates uh, if you've got another remote attached uh, because it switches onto that one from time to time, which means that you're completely screwed because you can't actually do anything. One thing that I discovered, uh, which is interesting, is we had a couple, uh, this German couple staying at our place for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they custom built high, high-end um, camera drones. Okay. Um, and their absolute favorite thing was to get um, old uh, Nintendo's, uh, not uh, Wii. like Wii um, controllers, because apparently the um, the like motion sensor they put in them is ridiculously good, mm-hmm. like way better than for what the product actually needed. <coughs> um, it was why it was so finicky because it it was too good. Yeah, so they. Um, so they rip the you know this uh, system out of them and use them to build like high end high quality drones with. Jeez, it's like I'm really looking forward to the next time they come back because they'd say they bring one of their drones with an IR camera attachment on it. Ooh, nice. So it's an IR camera attachment that streams to the uh, display on the control device. How far can that go? Do they know? Uh, I believe the video stream is fairly long range. They're, they're saying you know a couple kilometers. Jeez. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, very long range. Wange. Very long wange. <laughs> um, so that's all. <laughs> so that's Nintendo news. Mm. And another thing that's, uh, I think it was this week, that's happened. Um, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has been announced that it's getting a multiplayer. When's it finally going to be released? Uh, I think it's November. Uh, let me just check. Cause they, wasn't uh, it meant to be last year? Or was no, 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 no. No, oh, no, I'm thinking of Detroit, which was a disaster. Oh, yeah. Mm. This is a gaming show? <laughs> <laughs> not a uh, yeah, show. I'm not 16th supposed to be insulting anyone. 16th oh, no, no, I'm saying, like what Nick said, mm. it's... <laughs> Detroit is like a movie, right? Yeah. No, than Detroit a was the game. Detroit, um, it was a... Some, I think they were trying to rip off Cyberpunk. Because it's ba- you're basically having to deal with uh, automatons in that. 
Detroit Become Human. Yes. Yes, that's what we're mocking here. Yeah, it's like a you movie. You were talking about the movie, though. No, it it's is like a it's movie. It's like a movie. Joke. Ah, no, I understand. Um, yeah, so Cyberpunk 2077, its release date is 16th of April 2020. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's a 2020 release. It's not oh. coming for a while. Okay, I must, I must be getting it mixed up with something like Pokemon. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, um, like, um, like the, pretty much annual. Yeah. No, I mean like the release oh, time. Right, yeah, okay. because don't don't, uh, don't mix those two up. I'd hate for Cyberpunk to lose half of its content. You see the you see the the like reveals they do with it. it. Looks like it's all there. Looks like mm. they're done. Well, the thing is, is that yeah, they're probably all like wrapping up and stuff. Like um, like uh, imagine like if say if it was coming out like December ish, mm. like. If they were doing it like that, that would have a lot of crunch. Yeah. So th- they have they're, said they're that specifically stopping that from happening. Yeah. So that that's why, like, if the game was coming out at that time, it would look like this as well. Mm. So, given the say, like, uh, it's close to the end period, but it still has work to be done. It's just they're doing it over a longer period of time. Yeah. Mm. You know that sort of thing. Mm. But um, so they're getting a multiplayer, but the um, from what I've seen, um, it's coming out after the single player story. Yeah, so they're releasing the single player and all of the free DLC, free nice. DLC, nice. mm. and then once all of that's done, then they'll release the multiplayer. Yeah, so which I reckon because they haven't started prob- probably working on it, the multiplayer aspect of things, and that's like a major thing to try and delve into like mm. i can understand that they're like okay we've got most of the other game done mm. and it, people have been asking for multiplayer it's going to take some time yeah. but it's coming well uh, cd project red said we don't we don't even know what it's going to look like mm. but we're going to do it when you say multiplayer do you mean um co-op or do you mean like massive what multiplayer? they what don't I, even know oh dear uh, as long as they're not like George and they go, I think I went a bit too far. Because <laughs> um, as Michael said, they don't know how it's going to rock out, um, turn out either. It's just that people have been really asking for it. So they're entertaining the idea, looking into it and seeing how multiplayer can work in their universe as well. Mm. Rather than just chucking on a multiplayer that um doesn't fit right like um yeah like a co-op story yeah but like you know only one character is supposed to be there at yeah. that time it's like that that's really jarring when you're playing a game that's built like that where it's you know they're only ever address one person the other person is ignored completely yeah. it's like you you are a robot with a gun yeah it's, it's funny in um Destiny 2, they get around that mm. by only showing one person in the cutscene. <laughs> I know. So, um, uh, yeah. Well, then uh, again, on my issue with Destiny <coughs> was the fact that... Um, it was bland as hell. Well, your character never did anything. It was your little robot dude who, you know, spoke, talked, talked yeah. and, you know, had a character. Mm. <laughs> so, like, I didn't have a character in that game. I had a freaking plank of wood with a gun. <laughs> you, Actually, were, you were the uh, the blaster to <laughs> Dinklebot's master. <laughs> yeah. Those for, um, you were the not Spartan. I think yeah. I saw a um a cutscene in it recently where my character actually spoke, and I was just like, <laughs> 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 I was that 
taken aback that I, I actually kicked just the, the, the desk just then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I was just taken aback. I'm like, what? My character has a voice? It speaks. <laughs> what? Well, Burn it. An, Burn an the witch. interesting change on all these games that want to put us in uh, as robots in these. Well, like even Destiny. Or I believe all the humans have been turned, well, all the surviving humans have been turned into robots, I think. In no, no, or, no, no. Or no. is that only with the elite and totally not Spartans? <laughs> No, no. Um, you can be humans, like a couple of different races. But my personal character is a robot. <laughs> so inside everyone else's. I mean, don't ask me what the he- what the story of Destiny is because I have absolutely no clue. I play the game, and the story is like you know how you like kind of like yeah. mash through things yeah. and like go. I, oh, shot- I don't really care. That's 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 a way for me to tell if it's actually a good game because that's how I play it too. But if I'm actually paying attention, that's mm. how I tell it's good. Well, there is, like, a good story there. I just don't know it. Mm. It's obviously not engaging enough, then. Oh, I think with me... It's just not substantial. With me personally, like, I am playing it to play an MMO with my friends. Yeah. I'm not playing it for a story. I'm a shoot the bad guy with the big gun. Yeah. It does detract a bit from it because, um, you know, like, if I got engaged with the story, it might make it a bit more rewarding. But because I am doing shoot big bad things with gun, mm. it makes it it does make it feel a bit repetitive yeah. and stuff. Though the game that's uh, botched up at story mode severely, even though that was the main reason why everyone purchased it, was Halo Five. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even played Halo that, Five. Neither. My brothers decided to get it, thinking it would be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> And they played I'm, it and regretted it. I'm looking forward to Halo release on PC mm. and uh, seeing what they do with the new Halo Infinity, I think it's called. Yeah, I don't, is, is that going to be on PC as well? Or <sighs> I hope so. It might be on the, um, X, uh, the Microsoft Store mm. thing. may not be on Steam. Mm. So Likely. I mean, why would you not, why would they put it on Steam and... Well, Not the store, their own store, if they're going to use it. Uh, they are. Well, I mean, you know, more publicity for their stories. I mean, do, okay. do so Halo, <laughs> Halo Infinite is the um, is like the launch title of the Xbox Project Scarlet, like their mm. next generation Xbox. That is their yeah. like, big title for it. So, I don't think it's going to be on the PC. Why do they even call it Infinite? It should just be Halo 6. Uh, I think because... It might be a side story. It looks like a uh, open world. It might oh, be open world. Okay. And Which what's is... happened the other times that many of these big companies have decided to go into the open world? Well, yeah, Especially things. with a name like Infinite. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have examples like uh, the new Wolfenstein, which handled uh, open world ish gameplay really, and really poorly. Yeah, mm. especially with their latest one. Mm. Okay, so here's something I'm reading here. Uh, um, this is a this is a rumor because everything yeah. about new games is a rumor. Uh, they're trying to make the story adapt to decisions that the users make, and the game may have more RPG elements than previous versions of the series. Okay. Um, I don't know how I feel. Oh, about it is that. coming to PC. Yes, Not it is confirmed for Windows 10. Okay. Three last two ones mm. it, it's it's definitely going to be a game where you like you watch something of it mm. before you buy it yeah for sure 
because yeah. of like it, especially with a um, studio changing direction in how they make a game like and um, stuff like that. I like mean, a you single don't player. Watch everything uh, before you buy it. Oh, no. I didn't with Sekiro, mm. but. Oh, actually, no, I lie about that because there was stuff before it before it was released and I'm actually quite a fan of the studio mm. themselves. So My issue with watching game watching gameplay before playing it is I kind of feel like I have to watch a no commentary mm. yeah. because... That's bias is getting in the way. Well, it's not just that. It's the fact that if you're on so YouTube, good. your job is entertainer. Mm. I don't want to be entertained by the YouTuber and then buy it thinking I'm going to get that. It can also be very irritating if they have just that sort of voice. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to watch a lot of them do. I won't, I won't watch someone for very long at all if their voice is annoying. I mean, I was going to point out that like you know entertainment is one thing but I go, I go very much the opposite I I can't watch gameplay if the person talking is insufferable and I yeah. find yeah. far too often that they are yeah. it's like I I was um I was watching a playthrough of um someone do a playthrough of Mass Effect 3 mm-hmm. years before I got the game and it sucked I didn't like it so I stopped watching like a couple videos in I was like mm. I'm done and then I actually got the game you know just off the chance because I yeah. started playing them and I was like, wow, these are awesome. Fine, I'll get it. Oh, my God, this game is awesome. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah. I mean, maybe look for a review then yeah. instead. Yeah. But do you of. trust half of these reviewing websites? Some of... No, not, not websites, but um, like YouTube. YouTubers. YouTubers, yeah. I'll, I'll trust a lot more. Yeah, well, you, you don't take their personal biases. Take like the, the core concepts that they're throwing out rather mm. than what they think of the game. Yeah. Like, I think also a bit of personal investigation of, all right, we know that this game is going to be called, what is it? Mass Effect, not for, set in Andromeda. It has very bad looking animation. <laughs> it has particularly bad looking, um, well, actually, we don't really know how the colonization system goes. And the new aliens that they have look very boring. Do I think I'll be interested in this game? <laughs> oh, no, but the Andromeda thing, was released the as you one know, thing that turned me off. In. Well, I, so I played Andromeda after they patched the heck out of it to try and fix those bugs. The thing that turned me off was, was having story. to play. No. I'm very forgiving in that sort of way. <laughs> non-stop Sudoku. Non-stop Sudoku with alien symbols yeah, which was would also force you to do seppuku. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was very, um, I was very sort of over it at that point. Yeah. That because that, I really wanted to give it a you know a good crack. Yeah, I was like, I will power through this game, but after like struggling very because it wasn't just sudoku you also had to hunt for like the pieces of the sudoku oh so it's like you get to like the temple right then you'd have to hunt around it for ages trying to find like the murals with the sudoku pieces on them Mm. so that you could then go and do the puzzle it's like i'm done this is it i'm done i've done two of these this is it (laughs) what did you think of the characters in the game because most people weren't too fond of them I mean, they looked weird as, like, one... <laughs> like, I did see occasional, like, glitches where s- this one, like, woman turned into, like, the spawn of Satan for a bit. <laughs> it was just like... It was like she, she, like, like was on the foreground for a bit talking to you, and then she walked off and passed through the background. It's like, what just happened to you? Oh. It's like, I am evil now. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Hail Satan. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we probably don't have the time for a full-fledged review of Andromeda. <laughs> Save it for next week. Yeah, I guess. We can, you know, do a buyer's guide. Yeah. This is how you This is how you. This is how you avoid buy. buying this oh, yeah, terrible game. Say, buyer's guide. Don't. <laughs> Done. <laughs> you know what? One thing that I've been desperately trying to find just out of curiosity. What? And reviews for a game. I've been desperately trying to find a negative review for Titanfall 2. Oh. Because Jen and I were, like, hypothesizing about what you could complain about. I can give one. Everyone praising it. Well, well, no, the thing was, we're looking at this YouTuber who, like, every game he gets, he, you know. Does a super cynical, like, Mm. he calls them actual reviews. And because he's an entertainer, he's just, like, really negative about them. Really ripping into these games. And he's like, then he gets to Titanfall 2 and he's like, uh, I can't negatively review this game. I just can't. It's impossible. I have nothing to complain about with it. So he did a positive review. It's like the only complaint that people say is the single player might be a bit too short. But then again, he also points out the fact that it's good because nothing overstays its welcome. Mm. You don't get tired of it at all. You yeah. can't. It's like even some of the best mechanics. He's like, oh, I wish I'd had more of that. But then again, that would spoil it. Yeah, so. exactly. It's good because it's so short and sweet. Hmm. I mean, you can get through it in like about six hours. I'm desperately trying to find someone who's been upset with it. It's like, no, I didn't like it. The guns felt bad. The robot was boring. And I didn't think it would look good. <laughs> Stop talking bot. about destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, for anybody uh, rips on BT. <laughs> Uh, I know, right? <laughs> oh. So oh, there's a there's a uh, clubs and societies awards ceremony coming up soon, and they're like they've opened up applications for awards for it, like you know, open applications for these specific awards. But because we are who we are, we're adding a few extra categories. So we're putting in an application to have BT nominated as best bot. <laughs> <laughs> what is BT again? BT is a oh. massive war machine of death and terror. He's who, a mech. He's a mech. In Titanfall two. I have no idea what you're talking about. Titanfall uh, 2. I'll avoid Titanfall 2. I've Why already listened to enough of people praising it. <laughs> but it is so good. It is generally I'm just good. I'm a pessimist. Oh, it is worth have playing. Have you heard that they're about to do? They're about to release another Battlestar Galactica game? No, no. I have not. No. This this kind of gets me interested. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh. <laughs> At least that's what I've heard. Anyway, while you're looking at that, I'll do the nominated plug time. And promotions. <laughs> so um, you're probably all aware of this by now if you're an avid listener of our show. If not, uh, tomorrow night at uh, the Stro at 6 p.m., we will be ho- holding a games night. So uh, come on up. We're going to have like all of our PCs up and running. We have a Nintendo Switch without the stupid ring thing <laughs> because it's not released yet. <laughs> um, probably going to have an Xbox up there. Um, two uh, HTC Vives going up. Uh, we have board games and Magic the Gathering. Cards and included. Cards aren't included, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, bring your own cards. And we're also going to have drinks and a sausage sizzle, which are a gold coin donation Mm. for them. Have you told the others and the differences between uh, times of closure this year compared to last year? No. No, because that's not really... 
We don't want to officially state the fact that it goes on for that long, because that (laughs) means we accept it. We we do normally run till Wednesday. (laughs) It's Wednesday by the time we get home. But we just kind of accepted that. Whereas last year, you guys used to finish around 8 or 9. No. No, Uh, 10. Like 10, 30. 30, yeah. Yeah. Something like but um, we just can't be bothered <laughs> kicking everyone out so early. I know there's not enough of us. We need, well, we need we to are hire a bit an actual bouncer. In the end. <laughs> uh, right. That's it. We're sending room aside in the bathroom for bouncers. <laughs> other things to mention: we have a podcast. It's on Spotify and oh, iTunes and other and places something like that. Else. <laughs> yeah, the, the podcast for this show. We yeah. should state not another show. Oh yeah, this show. This show. Um, also, if you are listening to us on the radio, we have a Discord channel. So, I mean, come up to Game Science, ask us about that, and we can hook you up. That Discord channel has a, a friendly little bot called Botnegs who plays the radio for you, so you don't have to have a radio for it. Yeah, so... And you can you know, join in the, the radio show chat who... I mean, we've been talking about all sorts of stuff, like the weirdness of Nintendo things to um, uh, glorious PC products that we never got around to talking to <laughs> about. So, yeah, if you guys want, come join us on there and, um, you know, give us some ideas to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what we're doing over here. (laughs) (laughs) They just gave us a mic and said go. Yeah, we just sit down and go, ah, yes, radio. (laughs) Let's do do this. Uh, And I think with that, I think we can safely wrap up. Yeah, we're actually a bit early tonight. I know, but I want pizza. Yes. (laughs) Maybe put on an extra song before Toto. Uh, no. 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 no you, you cannot out-cue Toto. Oh, I want my night wish. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh. this has been the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, and we will be back next week. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys, and we're off. Bye. Bye. Bye.